Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. And uh, speaking of a trick, as it were, one of the complaints about the suburban RV stove is that it's kind of easy to brush up against it and turn the knob and then basically you know you have an open gas valve inside your rv which is kind of not a good thing not very good thing so one of the folks in the mini light group that we belong to put baby knobs on his stove to keep it from accidentally getting turned on and i thought that was brilliant so they're actually made for stove burners they're you know of course made for homes as well the ones that he found they don't take any adhesive to put them on you just i think just snap them around the burner and then they have a hinged cover so that adults can unhinge it and use the knob without taking the whole cover off but apparently babies aren't able to figure out how to (laughs) open that hinge. But more importantly, I think for this topic, is that you just don't accidentally bump against them and turn them on. Right, then that's a good thing. So you don't want the gas valve open on your stove unknowingly. So we added these to our wish list, which we'll put a link to. And that's a good list of things that we think that all RVs should have. We call it the RV basics list. Yeah, it's a great list of things that we have mostly bought for our travel trailer and it's just stuff on Amazon that we think are great to have in your RV. So it's a whole list of different RV items because, you know, Amazon is might as well just put a warehouse across the street from our sticks and bricks. Yeah, might as well. (laughs) So if you have worried about this problem or if you have had this problem, I think this is going to turn out to be a really great solution. We've got some on order because we've had this problem. Yeah. Might as well come up with an easy answer for it. Yeah. It's easier than turning the propane off outside every time and then turning it on every time you need to yeah, use it. Especially if you're boondocking and your fridge is running on yeah. propane. <laughs> that would be turn off the propane. The beer gets warm and the, I don't want that. Yeah, but you don't accidentally gas yourself. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, what's a little uh, carbon monoxide among friends? Well, actually it wouldn't be carbon monoxide, would it? Because that's the byproduct of burning propane. I don't know. I don't know. But for $9, I'm going to just take the easy way out. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. So thank you for that tip from our Facebook group. We always love when we learn things too. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Not the hokey pokey, but just sharing (laughs) cool stuff and learning from one another. That's one of the good things about these huge Facebook groups is there are some pretty smart people in them. Indeed. And then there's us. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's people who have a podcast. Anyway. Anyway, one of those smart people that we interact with quite a bit in our mini light group is Eric Galubik. Yes. He is a detailer with Clearview products and it's like a window film. In the mini light group, we have more than a few trailers that have front windshields that the windshields have broken. And a number of the members of the group have put his Clearview film on their windshields with great success and that's how we got 
to know Eric, and he's got some cool tips about keeping your RV looking good. So we will be back with Eric right after this. I see you're packing for our next road trip. Oh, yeah. These are all the ingredients for making different grilled cheese sandwiches with our grub stick. Great. But uh, where are the clothes? I got all kinds of inspiration for making grilled cheese sandwiches with our grub sticks over the campfire. There are 11 kinds of cheese and bacon, bacon jam, ham, five kinds of bread. Wait, wait, okay. That's all for making grilled cheese sandwiches? Yeah. I know the grub stick is a perfect campfire accessory made of quality parts that work together for sandwiches, hot dogs, s'mores, woofums, and all sorts of other great meals. But isn't this a bit too much variety? Camping is supposed to be simple. Oh, it's simple to use your grub stick over the campfire or even on the barbecue to make great meals. And even kids can use them safely and easily. Plus, with the coupon code HAPPYCAMPERS, you get 15% off your grub sticks. It's the best deal around. Yeah, but it's going to take us weeks to eat that many grilled cheese sandwiches. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Weeks of grilled cheese. You say that like it's a bad thing. And you haven't even seen what I packed for breakfasts and dinners. We are going to be camping for months. My husband is insane. But Grubstick is the perfect cooking accessory for any campfire. And you can get 15% off using the coupon code HAPPYCAMPERS from our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. We are here today with Eric Golubic. And Eric, for the past uh, couple of decades, has been keeping RVs and cars looking good and is a specialist with detailing and taking care of RVs and cars. He has been a frequent commenter on our forums and we wanted to have him here to talk about how you can take care of yours and Eric is with Clearview. Eric, welcome. Thank you for having me. We want to talk about ways to make your RV last longer. So we'll kind of give you the floor and say, what kind of things can we do to keep that RV looking good and lasting longer? Tell us a little bit about you and Clearview products. Sorry a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio. Moved out to Indianapolis about 14 and a half years ago. The reason why I moved out here is for to work for family events, which was Holds like the four-wheel jamboree and high ride supernational stuff like that. It's always been a car guy. Um, I'm 39. My dad started taking me to car shows when I was five. I actually started with the hot rod supernationals. I remember as a kid cruising up and down and, you know, two lanes going each way and stuff like that. And helping my dad detail. Uh, the first car I detailed was my grandmother's boyfriend's <laughs> Cutlass Supreme with the old school Carnuba turtle wax and stuff like that. And I left it on the car and my dad got a little mad. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know any better as 14. So that was the first, you know, starting of it all. Then when I uh, got into college, I worked in a car collision for while I went to college. Um, My background is business administration, minor in marketing, two years electrical engineering and, uh, worked in auto body. So then I learned how to not only detail something that's already, the paint's already cured. So, but I also learned how to do something straight out of the booth, which is a whole different story. When I started detailing, when I say detailing, I say paint correcting, wet sanding and buffing, not just washing your car. Like I learned the whole process. I learned how to prep cars for paints, buff them, wet sand them. And wet sanding is getting the orange peel out of the car dirt nibs and stuff like that. 
That's what that means. But detailing has come a long way in the past 20 years. When I started, it was just a wool pad, a foam pad, and the traditional buffing and polishing. But now uh, the big thing is, like I mentioned, ceramic coatings. That's the new style wax. Waxing the old traditional way, it does not last. It's a very, it's misconception that I wax my car or I wax my trailer. It's good for six months. It's not. A, cu- a wash, a couple of rains, boom, it's gone. Because I remember when I was a kid, you'd wax a car and for a short while, the water droplets would form. And then after a while, that would stop and oh, I got to wax it again. It's like seasoning your cast iron. You got to keep doing it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep doing it. I've heard it time and time again. I wax my car. I'm good. It's not. It lasts a little bit, but it's not the way, thing, the way things are going. Nowadays, it's ceramic coatings for everything. You can ceramic coat the outside, you can ceramic coat the inside, your boat, your truck, your car, your RV. What the ceramic coating does on paint, it's first you have to get to the point. You don't just put it on. You need to buff your vehicle and get it perfect, get out all the scratches, and then you ceramic coat. What the ceramic coat does, if I take the bottle and I dump it on a piece of glass, it will harden like clear coat. Hmm. So what that does when you're buffing it, it opens up the pores of the clear and then soaks into the pores and then creates a hard coat. Uh-huh. And what that does, and at last, depending on the brand that you buy, you can get five years. Wow. It is a bit expensive. However, you're investing in it, then it lasts longer. Right. And on wall, you do is maintain it. So if you spend a ton of money on your RV, your camper, your tow vehicle, you know, you want to protect it. Sure. One thing right now is people, you know, posting about bugs and stuff on the front of the RV. So that would be good to coat because once you coat, you won't let the bugs sit on there. Hmm. Then you can just pressure wash it. It'll come right off. Interesting. So let's say I have an RV and it's been sitting out there for two or three years. Would there be things I'd have to do to that to sort of protect it because i know a lot of rvs look terrible after five or six years or even less it's all based upon where you're at how much you're using it is it beat up by like let's say you live in arizona or something you got sand beating on it are you in canada you got a ton of snow and the stuff they put down on the roads in the winter time it's getting to that point like you don't just put it on again like it's been sitting outside a little while, a year or two, whatever. You wash it, you buff it, you bring it back, and then you put the coating on. They make coatings for the outside. They make coatings for your glass. So then hard water and stuff like that will make the etch into the your glass. Oh, right. They make coatings for that. They make coatings for leather. So then you have kids or something, and then coke that. So, you know, little Bobby drops his ice cream cone. <laughs> doesn't stain, something like that. You could do wheels. So then break dust, people getting down in there and having to scrub their rims and stuff like that. It can handle heat. You could put it on calipers. They make all kinds of different ones. Now, is this something, if I go to the auto parts store and, you know, there's the whole aisle of waxes, that's, that's not what we're talking about, right? No. That's wax. This is coating. Okay. This would be in a bottle and it's clear. Okay. But it's something I would have to buy from a professional or even better yet, because I'm lazy, 
have a professional do for me. <laughs> you definitely want a professional doing it for you, or you can be taught. We are doing DKN classes in Indianapolis. We have a two-day course, which sits you down with IGL coatings, and we explain what each individual product does in a full classroom, and then the next day would be full hands-on, buffing a car, coating a car. Then you would be set up with an account through IGL that you can get the professional-grade product that you cannot buy online they do have a lower line that you can buy if you're like auto geek it's called poly but the up like the kenzo you can't just go and buy it's professional grade stuff and can just anybody take that training or does it have to be someone who's already a detailer or something no that's if you want to learn we're here to teach you okay so it might be as with so many other opportunities, a great opportunity if somebody is now looking to take your training and then go hit up all the RVers that they can find like at an RV park and provide this service to them. There's, It's a great Absolutely. job opportunity. And right now, a lot of people are looking at changes of careers. So, right. Our goal is to start with the detailing, but my vision and this is the way it's going to go. And people are learning to work at home. Right. Right. And it is said in the next 10 years, half of America will be self-employed and COVID is teaching people just that. So we're working on educational programs. I've been teaching, I've worked with nonprofits in the area, Boys and Girls Club, Children's Bureau, Urban League, and the Martin Center, the Veteran the Veteran Affairs up in um, Fort Wayne, different organizations around the area, Central Nine School, teaching people how to detail. And detailing is always a good foundation. You want to go work in a body shop. You want to go work at a car lot. So you start at the bottom, something like detailing at a car lot, and then you're already in there. Let's say it's a huge chain, like around here is Ray Skillman. There's, I believe there's 17 dealerships. So you start at the bottom, then you're already in, okay, then there's a service advisor position open, or you want to be a mechanic. You're already in, then they might pay for you to advance your education and stuff like that. Sales opens up, then you already have that. Uh, you start your own shop. You can detail, you can window tint protection film wrap but again this is teaching people to do that kind of thing so people can work from home you can detail window tint all that kind of thing and you know again like you just said people might have been laid off and uh, want to change careers and just work for yourself right yeah and one of the opportunities having come from a dealership i could see if you learn the skills of detailing. You could go to the RV dealers in your area because we, at least here in Northern California, we have a lot of small family-owned dealers. We don't have that many of the big, you know, huge operations. So you could then take your skill and go to a dealership and say, hey, look, you offer this to a consumer for X and we'll split the difference. You know, you get half of X and I get half of X. And I bet you there's a lot of people buying RVs who would like to to hire you to do the detailing on them. Yeah, you can be a mobile detailer. You could set up, you have a pickup truck, you put a container of water in the back and, and stuff like that and filter it out or buy one of those, um, I've seen the, one of those RAM utility type of trucks and mm -hmm. put shelving in it, put all your buffers and just go around the campsite say, you know, need yourself washed or whatever. And right. Even with electric cars, people are still going to need their stuff detailed. People are still going to want the windows tinted. So it's not going to go anywhere. Right. right. One of the things, of course, as you know, with RVs, the first thing that seems to deteriorate on the outside besides the roof are those stickers. 
these kind of coatings, that the ceramic coatings, are likely to protect those better too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the coating can go on anything, pretty much, mm. to the top, to the bottom, inside and out. I do want to be, you know, it is, you do have a big RV. You do something like the outside to wash it, buff it, coat it. It's going to be a couple grand. Okay. Do something like that. But then you're not going to have to do it again. Right. You just maintain it. Right. So you could buy a thing called a foam gun if you have a really large RV. What that does is it hooks to the end of a pressure washer. You put soap in it. Yeah. And you adjust that. So if it's already coated, just use the soap. Let the soap work pressure wash it. It just makes life just so much easier, especially if you're on the road a lot. Right. Yeah. What I've been doing is I have this brush on a stick sort of thing that attaches to the garden hose. And I think more water (laughs) goes on me. I think it's about an (laughs) 80-20. Right? I mean, it's, I get so wet trying to wash that trailer. So we can't get one for a pressure washer because then he'd just blow himself right off the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I I believe it's better to have somebody do this. If there's a lazy... I could teach you. I could teach you. However, on those really hot days, having the hose water just dribble all over you is really not such a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, but you're not Not really supposed to wash a car in the sun. Right, I mean, or well, an RV. Right. No, it's just way too hot because it's just going to dry fast. You know, one important thing when I teach people how to starting from the bucket, and you want to filter your water so then you don't have the hard water. You can go to Tractor Supply and get one of those blue RV filters. Right. It's only fifteen dollars. Hook it up to your spit. Nice clean water won't put those hard spots on there, and then. If it is hot outside, it is warm, hot, or whatever, then it's not going to streak and leave the white. Hmm. So you you want to start with that. When you're washing, you want to wash east to west. You don't do the round and around, east to west. Wait, Mr. Miyagi was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no wax on, wax off. Oh, man. Oh, my whole life has changed. <laughs> it's all been a lie. I got to change your whole life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use your blue Camco water filter to filter the water to wash your RV, too. Yeah, it'll last, mm, I don't know, depending on how much you wash. One, two months, uh, and then just simply throw it away, get yourself another one, and it just makes life a whole lot easier. That's a great tip. Yeah, I would have never thought about using the water filter to wash the thing. Keeping things, um, you know, microfiber towels, clean microfiber, buy the better ones. You want a 70-30 blend. If you go to Advanced Auto and you see the four ninety nine special and the microfiber towels are kind of shiny, and if you look at the tag, it will say, like, 95.5, 90.10. 95.5, 90.10. It's the poly. You want the, the 70 30 blend because if it's higher and it's like shiny looking, people will be like, oh, well, the product scratched. But no, it's the cheap microfiber. Yeah. You want to spend that couple extra bucks and look for the ones that don't have the hard edges, tags. You have single ply, double ply, triple ply type of towels. These types of towels, you can spend a couple extra bucks. I know they're a little more expensive. However, you could put them in the washer. They make microfiber detergents. You want to put it on hot in the washer because then it opens up the microfibers. Interesting. And then where we met is on the Rockwood Mini Light fan club. Mm -hmm. And we have had a lot of the users in there have issues with cracked front windshields on their trailers. Mm -hmm. And so you have also 
done a lot of these members' windshields with a like a clear four mil window film. Um, it's double the thickness of window tint. It's completely clear. What that does is just it saves that front window. So if you mess up the film, you can heat it back up to put a new piece on instead of having to break your glass and then you've got to get, take it into service. Right. You have to take somebody, and especially if you've broke more than one and <laughs> isn't, too, isn't too happy with you. Putting the film on is perfect, and it's a whole lot. I believe that front window on that glass is $1,000. When I worked at the dealership, there was one instance where we had one arrive with a broken windshield, and then the windshield that came to replace it was broken, as was the second one. And finally, by the third time, we got the windshield. But this was a month and a half or two months of shipping, and it was the shipper who was manhandling the glass, but still... So it's better to just not break it. So in by the, the first time you place. get that fourth piece of glass, it is gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're actually the window film is in your windshield in your vehicle right now. Right. Because it's glass, then the formula, then the piece of glass. They put it in an oven and they bake it, and that's what holds your windshield together. Right. It's a it's three layers basically. So if it does break, it doesn't rain down glass all over you. Yeah. So essentially, you're doubling up. That's another good protection. Any other great tips to keep our RVs looking better longer? If you're investing already into the RV, spend the money and get the stuff coated. In the long run, it will be a whole lot easier to maintain it. Right. The film, too, like a lot of people put it on their windshields, but a number of people also have said their showers have broken. Yeah, we actually replaced a number of those under warranty, too. And that's a safety hazard. The film can go on any, any glass, so... You want to put it on your shower, any other stuff that you want to put on your house, your business, your car, in glass. I know that there are two versions of the oven and people with glass oven doors have also complained about that glass breaking. Yeah, it would just be a worth a shot, throw it on there and right. give it a try. I sell the pieces in, in lengths. So you could just buy something longer from me, chop a piece off, and then cut it out to fit your stove and right. give it a try. I have another story about the <laughs> stove. How many? We went through so many doors, and again, they kept shipping the wrong door. And warranty issues are interesting. <laughs> At least that was not for Rockwoods; those were uh, another manufacturer. Well, Rockwood, if you're listening, about time to put that window film on all that stuff and just make people's lives easier. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the good thing is they listen to what the users are saying and they make adjustments which is clear with those Goodyear tires now coming standard yep. instead of I, the Castle Rocks. I saw a lot of people really hating on the tires. <laughs> yeah, the people don't like them. So. I was getting tired of that Oh group. my God, you? <laughs> wow, holy cow. Well, Eric, thank you so much for your time today. And of course, if people would like to learn a skill or just learn more about your products, where would be the best place to find you? Well, you can uh, give me a call on three. 3- one seven five seven two fifty two ninety eight. Email me Eric E R I C at clearviewindy.com. I'm partnered with Cutting Edge Automotive Detailing here in Greenwood, so um, you can check him out on Facebook. His name is Dustin Manuel. And if you got questions, you can ask either one. So we're working together with IGL Coatings. 
and a representative has actually come from the company. We're all working together to educate people about detailing. So you can ask any one of us questions. His name is Marcus Parsley. Check him out on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, anybody have any questions, be more than happy to help. Sounds great. It's a two-day class, and it's $500. And it sounds like a really great opportunity, especially, again, as things change. You'd be outside. You'd be socially distant. They're anticipating half a million RVs plus just this wow. year right. of just new sales. There's countless RVs out there. that, And like we've tried to convince people before, if you're a mobile fill-in-the-blank, mobile detailer, mobile mechanic, mobile refrigerator repairman, you get to travel. You get to travel. You have to travel for your business. And that's just a bonus. Yeah. Great way to pay your way across the USA. That's a rhyme. So speaking of traveling, if you have a shop, uh, if you were a shop and interested in doing Kenzo, uh, IGO certified, mm-hmm. we can come to you as well. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. And we will see you out there on the internet. (laughs) All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries. And with their limited lifetime warranty... They're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. I saw a post on Facebook this week about things that you need when you go camping. And I think that that is individual to every single person. There are some things, obviously, that everybody needs. If you're going to go camping, you need a place to lay down and a way to eat yeah i guess those are the things pretty much and a bathroom (laughs) and a bathroom or a place to solve that issue. whether it be the public one or your own private one but anyway tony and i talked a lot about this and we decided to make a list of the things that we each need personally for our comfort and enjoyment of the trip so we're not going to talk about how to stock the trailer we're not going to talk about tents versus trailers What Tony and I are going to list are the five things individually that we want to make our camping experience the best. Right. The assumption is that you have the basic stuff like a bed and some way of going potty and and that kind of stuff. And some way of eating. So those are... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, those are kind of... Those are not the thing. Those are things that everybody needs. But these are the things we each personally, and they're completely different lists, as you will note. And here... Well, not completely. Yeah, not completely. So here we go with the list. Bum, bum, bum. All right, so my list looks a little bit like this. First thing in the morning, I must have coffee. And the best and easiest way that we have found to make coffee is with the AeroPress. We love it, we use it, we even use it in the house, which means we need to buy more because we keep running them back and forth between the house and the camper. We kind of each have our own, we have two of them. So that is number one on my list, is to have the AeroPress and some coffee grounds so I can make coffee first thing in the morning. Wait, is that two things or one thing? And I'm sorry, I'm counting that as one thing. I know, I'm just being a smart aleck. All right, my first thing on my list is the AeroPress. We did not work together on this list. No, we each came up with it and 
we met in secret locations and came together <laughs> in front of these here microphonies. Yeah, AeroPress is number one. And Peggy's right. I think I've mentioned in the past, I'm a bit of a coffee snob and I like good, strong coffee. And I even bought this fancy Swedish or whatever coffee maker that's supposed to heat the water to 190 degrees. Yeah, it's just sitting there now. We're back to the AeroPress. So. I mean, when we need a whole pot of coffee to get through a day, we make that pot. But when we want just a good cup of coffee and one is going to be fine because it's too hot to drink any later in the yeah. day, then the AeroPress is the way to go. Of course, you could always put extra coffee in ice cube trays and freeze it and have iced coffee that way. But anyway, that's not on yeah, this Yeah, that list. is the disadvantage of making it one cup at a time. You have to actually plan to make those ice cubes. Yeah. Okay, what's your second thing? <laughs> My second thing is also kind of a multiple thing, but it boils down to reading material. So right now I'm back to holding onto my paperbacks and reading The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series. So right now I'm carrying paperbacks with me. But when I'm not in paperback mode, I need to have my Kindle with a few books downloaded and of course a charging cord so that I don't kill it. So basically number two for me is reading material. Well, number two for me is a Wi-Fi extender because I want to stare at the doggone internet I am addicted and I admit it and I like it. So we have a WeBoost Drive 4GX Wi-Fi extender on our travel trailer with the antenna mounted on the roof via the ladder. So Wi-Fi extender is number two for me. Number three for me is pajamas. <laughs> and you think, well, wait, doesn't everybody need? Well, no, not everybody wears pajamas and not everybody wears pajamas the entire time they're camping. I have an entire, I have more of a wardrobe of pajamas in the camper than I do of clothing in the house. Peggy even has pajamas that say pajamas all day. <laughs> <laughs> because that's my goal when I'm camping. Well, I mean, when we're home, that's my goal too. But my goal <laughs> when I go camping is to wear the cutest pajamas I can all the time. Yeah, pajamas all day. There you go. Right. My third item is my zero gravity chair because I'm in love. Oh my. Yeah. Tony does like that zero gravity chair a lot. I and do. He naps in it and he reads in it and he talks in it and he eats in it and that's his place to go. I personally only like the gravity chair for certain you know to me i'm tipped back too far so if i want to sit up and talk to people or drink or eat then my number four item is a comfortable chair and i find comfort different than he does and so my comfortable chair is a sitting up chair with a footstool or something to keep my feet up a little bit higher off the ground that's so trippy how our lists are very similar yeah so the next thing on my list is very different from yours and it's tools because i know i'm gonna have to fix something in the trailer when i get where i'm going and so i have a like a leatherman style tool and then my ryobi electric tools which includes a fan a light a drill and an inflator so tools are my number four thing in fact i even took a picture of my little toolbox that i carry with me and there's all kinds of stuff in there so tools tools that's a big single thing <laughs> yeah hey i'm stretching the limits like i always do that's right my number five item is Solumel. And that is a product that is sold as a stain remover. It contains a lot of citrus oils and tea tree oil. 
And I find myself grabbing that bottle for pretty much everything. I kill insects with it. I spray it on myself as an insect repellent. It, of course, is a good cleaning product, so I clean with it. And when I cut my foot a couple of weeks ago, the first thing I found was a bottle of Solumel, so I just sprayed it on my foot because I figured, why not? <laughs> and then I went wow. on to do all the other first aid things, but that was the very first thing I grabbed was Solumel. So that is like my go-to solves every problem spray bottle. Okay. Well, my number five item is my iPad because I got to do something with that Wi-Fi extender. <laughs> Just stare at the internet. I read books on it, including Nick Russell has a brand new book out. He was on our podcast before. Go check him out. So the iPad is is my buddy. So there we go. It, uh, we each have our five must-have take-with things. By the way, Peggy just did an article about tent camping. And so you might want to head over to stresslesscamping.com and check that out. Uh, it's pretty interesting. We started out as tent campers, and then we had a pop-up. Then we modified a cargo trailer. <laughs> Peggy laughs. I still want to do it. I still am determined to build my own travel trailer at some point out of a cargo trailer. I just hope it's more than a 10 footer like we had before. Yeah, that's true. That was a a little shorty. So I say that the cargo trailer was basically tent camping, but with hard walls. Yeah, that's true. Because it was just an empty space that we made our own. And we could put our bicycles in it. Right. So it was sort of a cheater toy hauler type of deal. Toy hauler slash tent. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so then from there, we finally bought the travel trailer that we have now. And Uh, We don't look as much like hillbillies living in a cargo trailer, (laughs) but that's okay. But we kept most of our tent camping supplies Yeah, because I I still like it once in a while. If I go out with the girls, maybe I want to just go take a tent instead. The one disadvantage to me of having a tent instead of the travel trailer is the bathroom. So if, you know, if I'm in a tent, I can maybe have a cartridge toilet or something. But for the most Uh, part... Home Depot bucket. Yeah. Don't kick the bucket. You can have a bucket, but... I kind of, you know, then you're either that or you're getting up and finding where the bathroom building is overnight. And so that's one of the main advantages, in my opinion, of the travel trailer is to have the bathroom a few steps away. Yes, absolutely. And I, I like the shower, not only the, the toilet, but the shower too. Right, right. So it's just nice to have your own stuff, which is one of the reasons so many people have discovered RVing yeah. in these modern times is... It's your stuff. You know, you keep it as clean as you're accustomed to in your home. And it's it's your sheets and blankets and cots and potty and right. food and beer and stove with baby knob covers on <laughs> and, and everything. So but most of those things is true. Even if you're tent camping, you take all those things along with you. Yeah, absolutely. And then your camping experience is intense. Oh, my. <laughs> you, we thought you were going to get through the whole episode without doing that. Oh, no. No, I knew puns were puns for days. Puns for days. So what's on your list? What's on your list of essential things that, you know, I'm always curious. What's essential to you? Do you need a bathroom? And what's essential to you personally? What do you absolutely need to make your trip the best for you? Let us know. We have our Facebook group. We're always in there ready to share ideas and tips and just fun stuff. We've had some funny stuff in there lately, too. Yeah. So uh, join us there. And, you know, you can find us in all the social places by starting at StresslessCamping.com. 
That's right. Start www.stresslesscamping.com and there jump off to all the other places. If you'd like to make sure you don't miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, you know that it's free to subscribe on any podcast app. We're saving a seat for you around the campfire. A review will also help others find this podcast, and more listeners means we can continue to get the best guests for you. So if you haven't left a review, please do. We we really, really appreciate your reviews. Absolutely. You, so You don't know how how much fun it is to have a notification like, hey, you got another review. It's like Christmas for us. Yeah, well, and it also really tells others that, you know, we're here. So that helps us and helps you. So there you go. So thank you. Until next week, we sure appreciate your being here and happy happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping.